Good evening, Patriots. Today is Friday, November 25th in the year 2022. And it is the ending of the week of Thanksgiving. We've ended Plague Friday, which is good. Your inbox and email boxes should be full now, and so should your trash can in your email box of all the thousands of emails you've received today telling you about all the things you need to buy. And if you've recently purchased things, discovering that had you known you would have saved 20% or 50% had <laughs> you just waited like two weeks or something. And then they'll tell you when you call and they'll be like, I'm sorry, you didn't wait until Black Friday. And you're like, dude, you could have told me. You're like, well, we had to keep it a surprise. <laughs> That's the way things work on this Friday. It's truly nuts. It is like one of the craziest, craziest days ever. Patriots, before we begin, speaking of Black Friday, why don't we hear a message from Mike Lindell on something really comfy like slippers. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my original My Slippers are back in stock. Last Christmas, you made them the number one selling MyPillow product, and now I've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. And with your promo code, you still save $90 a pair. What makes my slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers' patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. You'll absolutely love my slippers, and I'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90 on my original My Slippers. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. That's MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. Again, your promo code is Bards. You can use that anywhere on the MyPillow site and the My Store site. By the way, Mike Lindell also has great coffee. You can find that on the My Store site or on the MyPillow site. And all of those, both of those sites, we have our own custom page, mypillow.com forward slash bards and mystore.com forward slash bards. It's pretty awesome. One last little pitch before we get into our stuff tonight, and this time it's to make sure that you have enough supplies at home. Patriots, if you didn't know, America is running out of diesel fuel. The Energy Information Administration says that there's less than 25 days remaining in our national stockpile. Now, if trucks can't get fuel, they also can't deliver food to the grocery stores. What then? If you don't have emergency food stocked up, go to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com right now and grab a special limited time offer from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. You'll save $250 on their three-month emergency food kit, which gives you a wide variety of breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. My Patriot Supply wants to help you be your own grocery store. So for a limited time, you'll save $250 on their three-month food kit. Be sure to get one kit for each person in your family. This offer ends in just a few days. So go right now to preparewithbards.com and grab your $250 discount on each three-month kit you need. That's preparewithbards.com. Preparewithbards.com. Patriots, there's nothing like having the security of food 
in your home. So remember, go to preparewithbards.com and take advantage of this amazing offer. Oh yeah, we're going to turn your house into a grocery store. At least it's going to be the most popular place in the neighborhood. Everyone's going to be there. All you have to do is feed your neighbors and they'll come armed. They'll be like, I want my free pancakes and waffles. All right, buddy. That's good. Stand guard. They'll be like, I will stand guard for my free pancakes and waffles. Do you have Belgian waffles? Deep Belgian waffles? I have one of those, by the way. A nice deep Belgian waffle maker. Loads it. You can load it with sugar. I mean syrup. <laughs> that's what I mean to say. That one. You know that thing that's supposed to be good for you? Yeah. Well, it's not. But that's okay. We're all good. Patriots, I do want to touch on something that's a little bit pressing and, and so heavy, but... Um, I hope you've all been kind of tracking this Balenciaga garbage. And this is obviously with Beyonce is where it all began with this rather horrific um, advertising bit that they did. And the problem that we're, the p- people are missing with this advertising bit is that, you know, but Balenciaga, uh, if you don't know what happened, just very briefly, they did an ad with children one in particular, one girl, young little girl that had her teddy bears all dressed up in BDSM stuff. And it was all in this bl- typical what they're all doing right now. Everything is in black and white, not in black and white photography, but the whole set is black and white. Clothing is black and white, leather, black, white clothing, that sort of stuff. And this has been their big theme, which is has something to do with their black goo, which I believe from what I'm kind of figuring out is their... Um, is this stuff in the, in the shot, right? Graphene oxide is black. So there's, there's a correlation. You can see this all through the movies. You can see it in X-Files when they had this black goo going into people's eyes. They've had all of these things they're doing with black goo on them, black goo dripping on the top of them. Even that little um, wrench, wench, that was supposed to be for climate change. I can't even, I try to forget her name, whatever her name is. She was the, thing that's supposed to be a girl that's actually a guy that came over here from Norway or something telling us how we must be you must be disappointed that you killed us all it's like not really if you're one of them I'm not too disappointed but anyways even she had black goo painted all over her head and um so yeah Greta someone just said that Greta whatever her name is I couldn't remember Ugh, what a gross thing that's another gender flip for you but um Balenciaga did the same thing. And so, you know, they did their, they did their, their thing that corporate does like, I'm sorry. We didn't, we didn't mean to put up a picture of a child that was in a a groomer and a groomer position and all dressed like grooming clothes. And we didn't mean to have their teddy bears accidentally dressed up in BDSM clothing. And we didn't mean to portray a child as it was, it was going to be a sexual object for all of us. We're sorry, you know, all that garbage as if that's an accidental thing. Well, it's really interesting because if you know anything about the photography or movie industry, it's very, very important to understand that when they say stuff like that, it's worse than a lie. I mean, because it's so intentional. A lie is a lie. Not really. This one is bigger because what they're not telling you is there is no possible way under the sun that they could ever have allowed that without them being 100% complicit in it. And, and let me go over that a little bit. When you do a photo shoot 
I know a little bit about photography. I know a little bit about film production because I've done one and I did done quite a bit of t- photography. When you go through these levels of photo shoot, when these these types of companies, and also helped that I was a national director of marketing, so you kind of get it on both sides, right? So when you do a photo shoot for a company, and I've worked on the photo shoots for a company, this is a really big process. You start with an ad agency, and they design out the campaign, and they do sketches and renderings of the campaign. They talk about the theme and what they're trying to achieve. Nothing in the campaign is ever missed because everything ties to the brand. So there is a message that is being discussed behind closed doors that they want to agree upon. And it's just not random like, gee, um, we decided today to change the set to having children dressed in promiscuous ways and having their teddy bears strapped in leather. They don't. That's already been completely planned out. And here's the t- deal, signed off on by everybody in the chain. Ultimately, the CEO has to give his head nod to it. And he's accountable, he or she. So understand that when you're hearing these corporations lie to you because it's, it's horrific. So they, that whole process involves, I don't know, 100, 200 people by the time you get through. I mean, I've, I've worked the campaigns with ad agencies, and, I mean, there's a, like, there's a whole design out. You do your layouts, you do your sketches, and then they do the set guy comes in. And they lay out the set, and then they have the photographer come in. And if it's a good photographer, he's also a set photographer, which means that when they a set photographer, just so you know, literally brings it'll typically bring in a trunk of things like you know little mirrors and and pictures and and artificial flowers and trinkets, and they'll they they do all this so that they can create the sets and the details within the picture. And the whole idea is is whether it's a whether you're photographing say a fireplace in a house or whether you're photographing somebody who's in that they're wearing a, a set of leggings that you want them to see when you're doing a set photography which is what Balenciaga was doing every single detail is calculated it's placed and there's usually on the average there's probably 50 to 100 photographs that are taken and reviewed before they even get to the approval of the set that they're going to move forward with and then they get into the photo shoot of the actual, of the person or model, actor, child subject, the, whatever they're doing. They That's when they start there. And then there's usually like dozens, if not hundreds of photographs taken until they get the one shot. Or they get the one or two shots. And all of these things are approved. And after the shoot, then they present the these the best and the marketing people and the and the senior members of the of the company then do the final approval on this and then it goes out to print and then they've already worked with the magazine and the magazine's in on it because they have to know how they're going to do the layout for the magazine or whatever okay so my my point of this is if you've read any of this about Balenciaga which was really bad i mean what they've done with children because it's implying and it's i would not even say implying it is revealing their entire intent behind what they're doing. They're, they are groomers and probably worse. From what I've seen, they're not just groomers, they're pedophiles that are running that damn company. And that's my opinion, to be clear, because we don't want to be held to the idea that we're factually telling you something that's probably true. <laughs> just remember that. Because I think I'm, I think I just now officially became a domestic terrorist anyway, because I went after Balenciaga. And I think you know, all the elites love them. But then when you go to their follow-up picture now, this is the deal that's pretty interesting. Balenciaga, 
And I'm just kind of giving you a sense of the criminality involved here in the child exploitation piece. So Balenciaga then does its retraction. Oh, we're sorry. Give you a little Instagram thing. We didn't mean to do it. Complete lie. I mean, absolute lie because they knew exactly what they were doing. They knew it months ago before they even fired the shot, the first picture. That campaign took probably, my guess is, and even the best ad agencies, the best ones, you're, you're not going to have a turnaround to production and then keep in mind that you have to place these ads, okay? So I'm trying to give you a perspective on time frame of how much time is involved in this. So when you do an ad campaign of this magnitude, they don't just call up the magazine and go, hey, we've got an ad, can you take it tomorrow? Those ads are scheduled out typically six months, maybe even as far as a year, depending on the magazine. And even for a preferred client, that space is filled. So they've planned this out six months, say, on the average, probably pretty close. And in that six months, they've developed the campaign and they've probably already, they already have to know the direction of the campaign because they have to know they want to buy the ad. So they're coming in at least going, okay, we've got a new line of purses, for example, and we're going to want to put those in these magazines. And the ad agency will come in and go, okay, here's the magazines that will best hit your demographics. And so this is, we're going to do a buy now. And so they're going to reserve the space and buy the ad. And then they're going to, they're going to have to have a good campaign. Now, if it's a good ad agency, they're just going to go hand in hand. They're going to be, okay, secure it. Let's move. So it's probably six months. So six months to develop, to refine, and to make an oops at the end. That's a complete lie. So then Balenciaga comes out with yet another a follow-up ad, which looks very innocuous. It's got a woman, and people probably know who she is. I have no idea who this woman is. But anyway, she's sitting in a chair, in a black chair, wearing black tights with black shoes, holding a in a in a um, kind of a Sherlock Holmes style way. London fog type coat, which I'm sure is Balenciaga. And then she's got a Balenciaga purse on her, right on her side. Okay. So it looks very innocuous. Now, remember what I told you about set photographers, super important here. Okay. As you go into the set, there are two books. There's actually three books sitting on the desk. The desk is cluttered with paper and one of them is by Michael Boremans, and it's called Fire from the Sun. Okay. This book is all about child grooming and pedophilia, and it's all graphics, like paintings and, and renderings of children being exploited. Okay, so you go deeper into the book, and they've got children doing satanic rituals, they're children that are literally holding and legs and arms, children, gloves and that are, have fingers cut off, uh, children doing like witching coven stuff. This is the book that they're showing in the background. Okay. They have this, this stuff is hor horrific and this is all Balenciaga. So when you're hearing, they have other, this, these others of this Michael, I'm trying to see his name here. It's it's Michael um, B O R R E M A N S Bormans, and it's it's fire the fire from from the sun as I think is what it's called again. Fire from the sun, unbelievable. You can Google it and see it. I mean, this is what their apology ad is about. Like we're going to retract the kids. 
these people speak in, in code to one another. And they're speaking a language that we're, we have to continue to be attentive to. Symbolism will be their downfall. Well, this is the worst. This isn't even symbolism. They're just giving the name on the back of the binder of the book. You can see it on the desk. Again, and my point is, this isn't accidental. They retract one ad because there's a blowback, but what they've accomplished is they've, they've moved the bar. That's why they do it. They know they're going to get in trouble with this damn thing. They know there's going to be a reaction, but there's going to be a whole bunch of people that are going to really like the fact and be attracted to the fact that they were so bold that they literally showed a young girl as a model as a, as a subject of grooming with a teddy bear that was all tied up in BDSM clothing. That's part of how they work. And then the second ad that's already ready, keep in mind, they didn't just like run into the shop and go, hey guys, quick, we got a problem here. Our ad's bad. No, 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 no. This ad has already been done because these type of shoots, again, take time. You can't just call up the photographer and go, hey, Jim, yeah, well, guess what? That shot you did, well, we discovered and by accident that we kind of had you shoot something that was kind of provocative and, and very exploitive of children. Did you know, did you understand that we were doing? The photographer was like, no, I had no idea that there was anything exploitive about a little girl holding a bear. With that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. They have shot this whole campaign from the beginning and then they've gone through and they've done this. It's a shock and awe concept. It's, they're going to push the window. They're going to create all sorts of media, which they've done with Balenciaga. And everybody's going to be like, oh, Balenciaga. But now they've just pushed their brand across the, the oceans, all over the place. They've retracted. And they go, oops, we're sorry. I didn't mean to do that. And then they put in another ad. Now the people that are paying attention to them, because of the children, they're now giving them a reassurance that nothing has changed in their attitude towards children and probably even worse than that, they're probably involved in trafficking. And they did that by putting the three books on the desk because these people look for symbolism. We have to get that, that attuned to it is my point, okay? Is it literally symbolism will be their downfall and this is literally what we're dealing with. And when we take that a step further, I mean, I mean, gosh, dang, there's a, the, the account is called, I'm going to actually just put this link up. I don't know if I did already. I'm going to put this link up into the, um, after the show, I'll put it in chat right now. This is the telegram or I'm sorry, the Twitter link to this whole thread. It's worth going through the entire thread. And then I will put the same Twitter link up in the, the Bard's family room, if you want to go through and take a look at this for your own research, I'm going to put a warning on it because it's disturbing, but nonetheless, it's open for you to see. And this, the account on Twitter is Natalie Denise, N-A-T-L-Y Denise. Um, it goes in by something else. It's Nat, I-T-S-N-A-T-L-Y Denise. It's Natalie. It's Natalie is at It's Natalie Denise on Twitter. Her screen name is N-A-T-L-Y Denise. And she's a white check, not a blue check. I don't know what that means. I, I've lost track of all that stuff. But it's a very good thread, really deep. She's just shocked at what she's found. And it's really horrific of the stuff that they're showing in there. And this is all the symbolism that's built within Balenciaga's campaign. 
All right, so that leads me to, oh boy, here we go. Okay. I'm bringing this up, and I, I realize it's a Friday night, and it's kind of heavy to hit on, but the reality is that we're coming through the most merchandised time in a merchandised part of the year when everything is going and on top of the war that's already going on with children to literally abuse them and assault them in every possible way as parents, as people with, with or without children, we have to be pushing the message of truth on this, on what is actually going on. Okay. This cannot continue to where we just turn our blind eye to the fact that children are getting exploited. And part of that first level of that fight in any information, any war, with this, which is the information fight, is building the awareness of people. I'm gonna, I played this piece today for Bended Knee. I'm going to play it now, and I'm just going to give a little framing on this. This is a piece. I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't had time today to research the uniform I'm looking at. From past work that I've done, this reminds me of a Russian paratrooper uniform that the soldier's in. I, I can't speak this for fact, but it's a blue beret, and uh, he's got a blue and white striped T-shirt on. I, I can't speak for certain, but it's a very interesting piece. It, it was posted um, day before yesterday on Twitter, and it's that. The, the discussion is Russian volunteer reveals his troops in Izium stumbled upon a Ukrainian satanic child organ network, O-R-G-A-N, not organ is my state, but organ is in organs. Ukraine, the hot zone for human trafficking and organ harvesting. So I'm going to play this here real quick. I'm going to read you his sub captions. They're a group, as it turns out, was gathering kids around Izium. Little ones from two to six to seven years old, and was bringing them to the, that particular place. Here they got undressed on the first floor, and on the second floor, they got carved up. Like discarded waste, they were either just kept in pits or taken out somewhere. And those guys, they, you know, were talking about kids as if, as if slaughtering them some livestock or a rabbit. They were like, yeah, we brought them as if they were some farm, you understand? These implantations, they took organs. I had heard about it, but I didn't believe it. With one's own eyes, one cannot comprehend it. But when you see it, you won't forgive. It's an interesting piece, obviously. And this, again, is the same place where this government of ours is pumping billions into Ukraine. And I, I bring this up, too, because there's a lot of accepted illusion going on right now within the patriot movement. And there's a lot of discussion about the, um, you know, like, well, it's really like they're, they're fighting in a, they're fighting the tunnels of the lizard heads that go all the way down to Antarctica. And so actually what you're seeing is the coalition of the world forces. And we're actually doing that under the cover. So the world won't actually know that we're helping fight for the good people. This is, there is no proof of, and I've read these things. All right. So I'm just, there's no proof of any of that. 
what we have, what we're getting testimony on, which is hard testimony, is people that are being there and seeing what's going on. Now, the one thing that should stir everybody, and I've, I'm going to be doing a, a whole feature on this coming up, but I'm going to start, let's kind of start this here. It, it is so important that we're asking hard questions these days and not walking in the blind. And hard questions lead to outcomes that we may not always be comfortable with, but truth is our responsibility as we walk in the Holy Spirit. And as I've said many times, when you're wielding the sword of truth, the sword of the Spirit, it does not mean that it's going to be comfortable for you, and it's definitely not going to be comfortable for others. It's tough love, and it's necessary because it's the first step in all of this fight. Information warfare is what's preps the battlefield. Information warfare is what shapes the battlefield. Information warfare in this day and age ultimately is the primary tool of war. And it doesn't matter how many guns you have. It doesn't matter how many weapons you have. You can be confident in that, but until what information warfare will work the masses. And when you are now an island in the middle of masses and and the propaganda is controlling the masses, you can fight all you want. But you're not fighting a way that's going to... It's going to overcome them. Information warfare is central to that. And when we're walking in the spirit and we're doing information warfare, then we're using that power truly of the sword of the spirit, which God wields to us on many levels, not just one. Okay, so here's another example. In in Ukraine, one of the things that nobody's really talking about, they're talking about the, you're hearing this in terms of the consequences of war. So if you type in Ukraine, and you can do this on any search engine, Ukraine orphans. You're going to get a slew of articles, thousands of articles, in fact, about orphans in Ukraine and how they're all displaced from the war. And this is where they've caught everybody in this emotional trap again where people are like, oh, my goodness, the Russians. What are they doing? They're causing all these children to be displaced in or- from orphanages. How about if we stop for a second? Because I did this three years ago, almost three and a half now. And the question I had then, which is now hidden with the war, is where are all these orphans coming from? There's articles I was reading today. It's like there's 100,000 orphans that have been pushed out of their orphanages into the world. It's like, where did that 100,000 come from? I mean, what's happening in Ukraine to create this perpetual cycle of orphans? And then you go deeper because you need to, if there's orphanages, then there's adoption. So you're asking the question, okay, so obviously somewhere there's orphans. I don't know, they, no one's talking about where they're coming from, but it is interesting to note that there's a whole category of orphans with, with different problems. And here, here's a few of them. Um, HIV positive, cleft palate, cleft lip, club foot, cerebral palsy, vision and hearing impairments, um, Down syndrome, intellectual disability, alcohol-related birth defects. This is common in almost every orphanage in, or in every orphanage in Ukraine. Now, I'm getting some pretty good ideas where this is probably happening, and it's not happening because of bad parenting, especially since we had a few bioweapons labs there, something like that, right? So you're starting to get the picture of what's going on here. 
Well, this is one I'm going to encourage you to dig into. I'm This is a, just kind of a start of a new rabbit hole dig that I'm doing on orphanages, but this place is called Nightlight Christian Adoptions. I love this. Not really. I say that tongue-in-cheek. And I want to just give you, read you something of what, about the available children and the process. This is on a Christian, supposedly Christian adoption site. Let's take a listen. New children available for adoption. Ukraine Adoption is a wonderful international adoption program for families desiring to adopt children five and above or children with special needs age 14 months and older. Many siblings groups are also available. The types of special needs include HIV+, cleft palate, cleft lip, club foot, cerebral palsy, vision, and hearing impairments. There is also a more significant needs such as alcohol-related birth defects, Down syndrome, and intellectual disability. Many older children with only minor or correctable health challenges are also in need of adoption. In, in the 6- and 14-year age range, children would otherwise have little hope for a future and can have a better life with emotional and physical security that a loving family can offer, along with availability for excellent medical care in the United States. Sibling groups of three or more children are readily available. Here is your, here's your uh, process. So what you need to do when you're going to go to available children I already did that. So of eligibility to adopt, you just based on Ukraine law, you must be married and it must be at least 15 years older than the child you seek to adopt and no more than 45 years older. If you have any criminal background or any mental health history, please let us know so that we can determine if the authorities in Ukraine will accept your application. Well, that's nice. What do you know? Make your application to the Night Light Christian Adoptions, begin your adoption home study and submit an I-600A course. And then you see the travel thing here. You select your child once you are in country. When you arrive in Kiev, an English-speaking representative will meet you. The next day, you will go to the DAPRC where you will be given an information about a child who is in the same sex and appropriate age that you requested. This is disgusting. Anyway, did you, is anybody, and I missed something in what I just read. Was there any reference to any Christian values? Was there any reference to God? Any reference to Jesus? Was there any reference to the little ones? Nope. Here's my point. And it's something that's going to be one of the harder red pills to swallow. Patriots, they're using the concept of religion as a cover to move kids. And the Vatican's the worst, and I'm going to tell you the mega churches are right behind it, and I'm going to tell you that it's going to absolutely gut the entire movement of Christianity in this country. And I'm telling you this because what's on the horizon is the rise of the one world religion. When they pull this grenade, and it's already starting to be pulled, they're going to provide a solution because they're going to condemn Christianity. Like they, and they're just going to do it like, oh, look at these evil people. And they've set it all up because this is all just names. This has nothing to do with God here. Our fight is going to be truly on the ground, person to person, teaching the values and the word of Jesus. It's not going to be in the headlines. It's not going to be in the temples. And the churches that are solid are going to be feeling the siege, and they're going to have to have the outreach in the community and the bridges made with those that are solid in Christ. 
I'm, you know, I'm not condemning all churches because I, I've spoke very highly of a number of fantastic churches. Glad Tidings, Yuba City is one. In Gilbert, Arizona is Redeemer Church with John Benziker, who's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks. I mean, these are great churches. Pastor Travis Graham, Southern Georgia, and there's others. I'm just giving you three that aren't right off the top of my head, okay? But they're going to try to, the good churches are not what they're worried about. They're trying to maximize the impact of the brand of Christian. And this is the way they do it. And this is truly, to me, like one of the darkest and sickest things out there in the terms of sin one could possibly do going after the little ones. We know that this is coming and it's going to create as this unravels, even if there, you don't have the counter swing of the, of the idea of one world religion, the fact that they're using this and I'm, I can't prove what I'm saying outrightly that there's child trafficking going on here. But let me just tell you that many times when you come near dog poo and it looks like dog poo and it smells like dog poo. I don't have to taste it, and I sure as heck don't have to put my foot in it. And this one smells, because I've done this too much in the Ukraine topic in particular, and something's really off here. The other thing about Ukraine that you'll find is really odd is it's one of the only EU countries that allows foreign adoption, and it's a very simple process, and they have no accountability to the EU. You'll also find this very interesting that there is a very strong connection between the LGBTQ community and their adoptions to Ukraine. That shouldn't surprise anybody. And there's already been discovered, at least in some research, that there was a German company that was keeping women basically in birthing clinics against their will to birth babies for this adoption because every baby was going out the door at 30 to 50,000 dollars or 30 to 50,000 euro a pop. All right. So this is where as walking in faith we literally have to get very strong both in our lives and in our communities and wherever you can make a bridge with a good church because it's not about like them and us and I this stuff drives me nuts in the ne- them and us in the Christian movement. That's okay. Not everybody's perfect. There's going to be divisions or uh, whatever. Find the places where you can align with your love in Jesus. You don't, doesn't mean you have to go sit in the pew every Sunday, but get to know the good churches that you want to be in, in relationship with. And that would be the same for churches to do the same in the outreaches of their communities. It's important. Because this wave that's coming is not going to be like God's going to go, hey, guess what? I'm just going to focus on the churches right now, and I'm going to forget all of you. No. This thing is coming like a tsunami. And every one of us that's walking with Jesus is going to need each other in a powerful way. Because it's, it's not that we're going, to, we're going to be wiped out, but we're going to need the strength of each other to be able to counter move this thing and move forward and to bring up the truth and bring truth to light, literally. They still have the propaganda machines. They still have the money engines. When we pull this onion back all the way down to its core, I have said this for probably three, four, actually with you've known me for since 2015, which not many have. I've been saying this. I first brought this research forward back in about 2014, 2015, about 2014, when I was like, okay, 
In fact, it was my mom was saying it the other day. She's like, yeah, you told me back in 2014 all roads lead to the children. I go, yep. And she says, I didn't believe you. Now I do. In fact, we were talking tonight in her comment. I would just I started to say something, and she goes, we're going to discover that everything, every underpinning of our world is about exploiting children, aren't we? And I said, yes, we are. That's the underpinning, the exploitation of kids. And everything's leading there. Notice where the war is. They're waging this war on children on a daily basis, from the vax to the trans nonsense to the gender flipping. They are trying to ruin any future of God's children in this world. And any parent that's supporting that, I swear I'll be the first one to kick your butt in the elevator and press the down button. And putting a millstone around their neck, I would have not even, I wouldn't even lose a half a wink. Be like, oh, here you go. Let me actually, let me row the boat for you out in the ocean and let you sink. So there has to be some fire in the belly on this one. And this is absolutely necessary that we start getting our head around the intensity of what this fight is. This fight is for the children. And while I say it on Fridays, I know this is kind of a heavy topic to be hitting on, but we're in the, and I made the decision to do this tonight, one, because of the topics that were at hand, but two, because we are in such a mega exploitation space. Now we've entered into the season of materialism like never before. And it's going to be off the, off the rail this year because they have to make sales. They're trying to push agendas on kids. They're trying to push this transgender thing. There's a lot of other pressures coming in on this cabal as people wake up. They are going after kids with ruthlessness like I have never seen. Balenciaga campaign is a great example. And again, keep in mind that the Balenciaga campaign was timed to arrive now, six months ago, at least, maybe a year. Because the other part of that, just so I say it, they're developing a product. And the probability is like this new purse that they came out with, whatever, the black leather thing. When they developed it, they didn't just develop it. I think this is one last piece I want to add to the Balenciaga piece is that when you're developing a product, you start the development of the ad campaign soon on. Because you have to start getting an idea of how you're going to deliver. And it will morph, don't get me wrong. But you have to get an idea early on how you're going to sell this new product to the public. So if you have a sales force, you're going to start softening the way with them to get them prepared for a new product. Even in fashion, they do this. And the reason fashion is so important is it's outside of film and advertising. It's one of the most influential places on the globe because it gets people to follow by pressure and by, by the materialist desire to be like somebody else. Now, just to capstone this, when you when we talked about we talking about fashion industry being like about a six month window to develop an ad and delivery, it could be longer. Six months is probably a good average for every film that you're seeing in, in the theaters right now. Hopefully, you're not going, but if you are, it has all this transgender gra- crap in it and this gender confusion and they're targeting kids. I need you to understand that every film you're seeing was started five years ago on average. The idea was pitched. The money had to be found. The filming was done post-production and then delivery in finish and to setting it up with printing and getting it into the theaters. 
So all of that sequence is approximately on the average three years minimum, five years max. Roll back. Where were we five years ago? Right? So that's 2017. 2017, while President Trump is at the end of his first full year, they're already planning what they're doing now, knowing this was coming. When you're talking about TV, it's about a three-year cycle between script development, funding, and getting it out. And if they have a, if it's a new series, that's that way. If it's an existing series, it probably can be done in one season. So it's at least two years for TV and on the average and three to five years for film and advertising six months. That gives you an idea of the amount of fore planning that's going on to concentrate efforts right now and the coordination that's happening across different industries and domains to bring a full force of attack on children at this moment in this time in history. You want to talk about sickness? You want to, There you go. Because these people have been literally drooling for, for years now to be at this point where they can be grooming kids and going after them. That's the world of entertainment. That's the world that we're in. And it's the world that's going to require mighty warriors of God to defeat. Because they are godless souls that are running these things. Godless. So when you look at all the stuff moving around, and you're going to go, if you're, if you're one of those saying, yeah, but the military is going to arrest them all and we're going to all be good. No, sorry. Because they've already hit with their next wave of attack. And they're already grooming their next generation of leaders. And even if the military did a clean sweep of every elite in the world, the damage they have done is already going to last another generation, two or three. The only way through this is for us to get aggressive on the ground, to reach out to the children, to find them, which is so critical, to find them and to give them a measure of love and support that they need so that they can be making good decisions with supportive people that care and getting them to Christ. It is not easy, and I'm in no way suggesting it is, but it's something that we ultimately are going to have to start dealing with on a broader spectrum of the public because where we are right now is a very, very sad state of affairs with what, we, what has been allowed to happen and what we've witnessed happening. So, all right, patriots, let's pray. Father, come to you tonight. It's a pretty heavy topic about children, but it's necessary in a discussion about harming the little ones. Lord, we are going to pray for justice tonight. And in doing so, just praying for this focus on the children. There has been so much exploitation that has happened to the children, so much damage that has been done to the children. By our own hand, it is not even possible that we could correct this damage. By your hand, all things are possible. So, and Lord, we are grateful for everything you give. We're grateful for the might and the glory that you bring to us. And equally now we're praying with our hearts, just almost in tears of the pain and the suffering that has been delivered to these children. We, we, need, uh, we need a mighty sword, Father, right now on this earth to stop this pain and agony. We need accountability to the parents that are playing this stupid game of thinking it's okay to let their children be mutilated and damaged. We need a, 
we need a mighty sword to crush down upon those that choose the exploitation for their joy and their pleasure. So as we sit, as we are praying here tonight, Father, just hear our hearts. Send us. Send me. We're ready. Wherever that leads us, whatever that is, we're praying for the power and the mightiness of the kingdom authority now to work through us, to wield the mightiness of the sword of the Spirit, and to guide us in this fight, to stand and crush this enemy that has found children to be its preferred prey. Guide us and protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This topic of children has been the one that we've woven in and around for a long time and will continue to for obvious reasons. It's one that we have to continue to pray on and one that we have to get involved in. It's happening everywhere. As I mentioned to you, just where I live in southern Oregon, we're on our I-5 corridor, which is the north and south corridor, is the most human sex trafficked corridor in the nation. That's thanks to the hell holes like Portland, but it's also all around. It's not just Portland. It's happening everywhere. It's happening in our neighborhoods. It's happening in our cities. We have to get organized. We have to put an end to it. And if the sheriff won't, we have to take action to do it. It's that simple. And the biggest first step is information and education. Balenciaga offers a really good basis of documented information that we can point to to show a, a way of thinking and understanding a process behind it to help educate people into the awareness of what elites are accepting. That's big. Getting into facts and having being able to deliver the receipts is important. Remember, a lot of these people are going to be in the state of denial. They're not going to want to hear what you have to say no matter how truthful it is. Prayer is one of those powerful things, and walking with the, with the power of the Holy Spirit is one of those things that can crack open hearts in ways that we can't. So on one hand, we need to meet them where they are. On the other hand, you need to deliver the message with a velvet-covered hammer to where they'll hear some of it, but it'll shake their heart. And truth right now is the greatest weapon we have. It's what undermines the entire Luciferian order. It's what the Luciferian order worries about the most and it's what in the end pretty much everything that we are doing ends up being about it ends up being about the truth so we have to find that we have to fight for that and we have to continue forward for that the one thing about where we are right now and we should all know and i and i do mean this at this point in time Every one of us should know this by this, this point in our life. Is that we are in a place where these people that we're dealing with is are, have no intention of working with us. I don't care what side of the fence you think you're standing where you're standing. I don't care if you're a Trump supporter or a Biden supporter. The fact of the matter is that we don't have a seat at this table. They're not talking about these big things in the, in the main media, in the campaigns. Trump did do child stuff. That's fine. But I'm talking about bigger issues here. What is very evident is that whether, whether you believe in the plan, the Q-type plan, whether you think there's a plan for 
white hats, whether you think that Biden is the right thing, the one thing you cannot deny is these people are willing to do whatever is necessary to take advantage of whoever they need to to perpetuate a cycle of lies and deception to win. What isn't in their dialogue is a true relationship with Christ and through Christ to the Father. That lacks in every bit of these dialogues. And when you understand that and realize where we sit, it means that the war truly rests on our shoulders to win or lose. That's where the fight is. Everything else is about elites vying for power and trying to get who's, who's going to get to rule the, the people or the, better yet, the chattel, because that's all we are. We have to get to the core of this. And the part of that basis that we do that with is we have to get to the strength of understanding that we are walking with the only authority, and that authority is with Father God. And anybody else that deviates from that, that doesn't, doesn't mention Christ, that isn't going to use God in their speeches, isn't going to reference the, the humbleness we have, need to have as a nation before God, they're playing a different game on a different field, and quite frankly, not interested. We're the ones that are the carrying the message that will change the world. And the power of the message of the word will change the world. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you on Sunday night for Peace Be Still. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Have a very blessed Saturday and weekend. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. To the deepest end Oh, I want to feel something Let me get back in my body
feel.